0: Welcome to Disclaimers Aside, a podcast where I share the raw and honest stories of people in my community, disclaimers aside. I'm your host, Isida Amadou, and let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing this week? I want you guys to answer this question along with what is an intention you want to set for this upcoming week. And you guys can answer this question in a podcast review or in the comment section on Instagram for this episode. I know not everyone is listening to this podcast. On the podcast app the apple podcast app if you have that app you can actually rate and review the podcast but i know spotify for example is a platform where that's not as accessible so i am recording on a friday as i usually do this past week has been crazy to say the least i just got back from a trip from washington dc and i feel like I personally am playing catch-up. It was kind of an interesting experience and we're obviously going to really get into it and dive into it in today's episode. But originally, I wanted this second episode to be an interview with my friend Gori. On last week's episode, I kind of talked about how she was one of my main inspirations for starting a podcast. And she has a podcast called On The Go With Gori. So we were supposed to record yesterday but it happened to be that yesterday was veterans day so everything was closed the library was closed all of the new study rooms that they opened up on campus were closed as well and so we kind of had to cancel which was sad because we literally hopped on a a call A week ago with each of our google calendars open and went through every single date up to winter break trying to find a time when we could record and we couldn't find a single date to record till winter break i'm not even kidding that's how busy our schedules are and how chaotic it is it's kind of difficult because i am in an apartment with five other girls i'm in a room with two other girls so i can't really record you know back at my apartment so i kind of have to look at when they have rooms available at the on-campus library to record so that's why we literally could not find a date so her episode will be coming at a later date i'm super excited to record that one because i think it'll be an interesting and insightful episode so stay tuned for that in today's episode um we are going to be doing a little solo episode another solo episode but i'm excited because we're going to be debriefing and going through everything that has happened in the last week that led me to meeting Michelle Obama in Washington DC. I also want to just talk about what I learned from the experience and take advantage of this opportunity to kind of talk about how you guys, if you guys are in college, can take advantage of opportunities like this. So I'm very excited. We have a lot to kind of go through, but before we get started, I want to introduce a new segment Every week, I want to start giving you guys an unpopular opinion that I have, disclaimers aside. So this week's unpopular opinion is that audiobooks, when done right, are better than physical books. I thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about this because I was in D.C. for an event for Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming. And the first time that I consumed this book, it was via audiobook. I think the audiobook is phenomenal. It's narrated by Michelle Obama herself. I gotta say, I love reading. If you follow me on any of my other social medias, you guys know I love reading. It was literally my goal this year to read 100 books, and we're in November and I'm at 90 books, so hopefully that will be happening. But I think that when you have such a busy life, you don't always have time to sit down and flip pages it's an amazing experience and a really fruitful experience but I think audiobooks definitely work better for the masses and you can gain something from an audiobook that you might not necessarily get from sitting down and turning the pages and that's a different medium of storytelling that I have grown to love even more than actually sitting down and reading a book so I would love to hear your opinions. For me, the ranking is I like audiobooks best, and then physical books, and then usually I try and stray away from ebooks. But that is my unpopular opinion for this week, and in the future when I do have guests, I'm excited to ask and see what some of other people's unpopular opinions are, so stay tuned for that. So starting off, how did I get this opportunity? This all kind of started back in mid-October. It was a Friday morning. And I didn't have class, as I usually don't on Fridays. So my housemate and I were doing work at a study lounge on campus. And I took a break to check my email. (laughs) and An email with Michelle Obama's name caught my eye. So I immediately clicked on the email. It was an email from the Humanities Institute here at UC Santa Cruz. The Humanities Institute at UC Santa Cruz is kind of a hub for new directions in research and teaching, cross-discipline, collaboration, and public engagement, and their work focuses on engaging the public, incubating research, cultivating critical thinkers, and rethinking graduate education. I first found out about the Humanities Institute through their Deep Read program, and it's basically a program that invites curious minds to think deeply about literature, art, and the most pressing issues of our day. So this program, reads books from a wide range of genres, exploring their implications on our politics in our lives and communities. And last year I participated in their Deep Read book club. Essentially they selected a book and host a book discussion on Zoom that students can participate in. So last year we read There There by Tommy Orange. This fall the book was Becoming by Michelle Obama. And I'm so excited because this spring the upcoming book will be transcendent kingdom by Yagi Asi, which if you keep up with my videos you know this was such an impactful read and i honestly think that this is probably one of the perfect picks they could pick for santa cruz just because santa cruz is such a huge like research institution and the book is kind of about this first generation girl who is i believe from nigeria she decides to kind of do research into what causes addiction after her older brother got addicted to drugs and ended up overdosing as a result of it so it's a very interesting book because i think it discusses the intersection between science and also she comes from a christian background so it brings up a really interesting discussion of science and religion as well definitely definitely probably my favorite book that i read in 2021 So on top of the book discussion this year, they were also going to select one student to fly out to D.C. for a conversation with Michelle Obama. And so I applied right then and there. I knew if I didn't apply in that moment, the chances of me forgetting and missing the deadline were high. I had to answer a few questions, including like establishing my background. So just like talking about a little bit about myself. I had to answer the question of like, what is a challenge you have faced? And lastly, I had to write about a question that I would ask and why I would want to ask it. So the question that I wrote down that I wanted to ask, I wrote it down because I thought I would share it with you guys, is in seeing injustices committed so frequently and particularly against the Black community, how do you find peace? As a Black woman growing up in America, I know I can feel exhausted from the weight of injustice And studies have proven that images of police brutality can have such triggering impacts on viewers especially viewers of color i feel like my entire life i've been exposed to horrifying images of people that look like me brutalized by law enforcement and these injustices just have had such like a weight on me so it can be difficult to maintain optimism in light of how cruel the world can be And given how Mrs. Obama has not only experienced the fight for justice through grassroots organizing, but also by being at the forefront of American politics, I was curious to know kind of how she finds her peace, what helps her continue seeing light in the world and the good in people. I think for a lot of people my age, we are growing up with a backdrop of a world where, as people of color, we aren't made to feel safe anymore. And so I was hoping that her answer could not only help me find my own peace in navigating the world, but also inspire other young people who find themselves deeply affected by images in the media of injustice against bodies of color. And so I applied and I forgot about it. I go to a state college with 17,000 other undergraduate students here, and so I thought there was no way I would get selected, but a week and a half later, I got an email saying I was a finalist, and I think when I got that email, that's when the actual possibility that this could happen became real. At the same time, I thought there was no way I would get selected, um, especially because they were only choosing one student. And I got the email that I was a finalist on a Tuesday. They basically said in that email that by that Friday, so like a few days later, they would let me know. The final decision and in the meantime, they would do like an extensive background search on me on my social media activity. And so it's really important. This is just like a side note. It's so important to be careful about what you put on the Internet. And I know if you're Gen Z growing up in this age, we have been hammered from such a young age to be careful about what you post, but it really is important, especially if you have big goals and be a professional one day it's so important to be just mindful and careful about what you post online so friday rolls around and my inbox is silent the whole weekend i'm kind of coming to terms with okay like i didn't get chosen so by monday i genuinely had accepted in my heart that like i didn't get the opportunity and i was okay with it as we talked about last week I think everything happens for a reason. And at the end of the day, what is meant for you, no one can take away. There's that saying, when a door closes, God opens a window. So I continued moving forward and grinding as I was before, focusing on, you know, all of the things that I have kind of on my plate starting this podcast, making sure that I'm trying to make the most of my college experience in whatever way I could. That's all you can do. You can only control what is before you, you can only control your own actions. Everything else is kind of out of your hand. So Tuesday rolls around. At this point, it's a week before the actual event where I would meet Michelle Obama. I was just kind of waiting for that rejection email. You know, I was just waiting for that email that starts off with, we regret to inform you. But on that Tuesday, I got a call and a text from someone That worked at the Humanities Institute. And so I immediately knew when I saw that text that I got it. When I saw that text, I was I was actually like in person working at my internship. So I obviously couldn't, you know, pick up the phone. My heart just started racing because I was so excited. And I was also, I'm gonna be honest, a little overwhelmed just because it was a Tuesday and I would have to leave that Sunday. And that week was also such a Busy week for me because I had this paper that I felt like I was super behind on and all of this stuff Going on in my life from there everything moved so quickly that day on the phone the flights were booked and Everything and so Sunday November 7th. I left from the San Francisco Airport at 11 a.m. and i ended up arriving in dulles in washington dc at 7 p.m. so by the time i got to the airport on sunday it was 8 p.m dc time on the plane i read november 9th by colleen hoover and i started it on the 7th expecting it to last the whole weekend but ended up finishing most of it on the plane and finishing the rest at the hotel it was so good i think i talked about it on my Instagram stories, which is where I like to kind of do like little mini book reviews. I ended up rating it a five out of five stars. Absolutely loved it. That's just a little side tangent. That was like my plane read. That was a fun little experience because I know a lot of the times like people will watch a movie and usually like in the past, I would just watch movies to pass the time on the flight. But for some odd reason, I just wanted to sit down and read and like listen to music. And that's what got me through that flight that five and a half hour flight. So I stayed at the Line Hotel in DC. It's actually in Adams Morgan, if you guys are familiar with the DC area. The hotel itself was in such a perfect location. It was in walking distance of like a bunch of cafes, coffee shops, cute bookstores. So there was definitely a lot to do in the area. And some of the other students that I talked to like the day after even said that they walk to the white house which was like about a five mile walk so it's a long walk but um it's definitely like a nice walk especially in the morning the weather was beautiful i was expecting to freeze my ass off but it honestly wasn't that much colder than the weather in santa cruz and the room itself was so cute the design kind of blended historical elements i posted a bunch of tiktoks during my stay so if you guys don't follow me on tiktok or my instagram for that matter you guys definitely should i will have all of the links to all of those platforms in the show notes as usual but that night i had dinner at the restaurant in the hotel honestly i was exhausted from basically a whole day of travel so i went to bed asap that night like i called my parents updated them on the whole thing And I went to bed. On Monday, I woke up pretty early and I walked to Phil's for breakfast. And I tried the mocha tesoro for the first time. It was a 10 out of 10. I had never been to Phil's. I know it's like a huge thing, especially in Northern California. But as someone who grew up in Orange County, I think the closest Phil's is the one that they have in Costa Mesa, like near the South Coast Plaza. I know it's also, I know they definitely have some in LA, but... Definitely when I go home, inshallah, for winter break or Thanksgiving break, and definitely this summer, I will be driving for it fills. I didn't realize until I got there that they actually specialize in pour-over coffee, so I was like, do you have any lattes? And they're like, oh no, we don't have any lattes, but we have pour-over coffee that we can add milk to. And I was a little skeptical at first, for sure, but I'm definitely a mocha girl, like my go-to at a coffee shop is an iced mocha latte so i tried the mocha tesoro and i just told them to put a little bit of oat milk and it was so good it was the perfect level of sweetness it wasn't too milky and i was pleasantly surprised so if you haven't tried phil's coffee you guys should they didn't have that many breakfast options so i ended up just getting a coffee from there and i walked around the block to a nearby park it was so beautiful that first morning and so nice just spending time by myself. Um, I was honestly just taking in the city, taking in the trees, like the trees had leaves that actually changed color which as someone who's lived half of their life or more than half at this point in California I'm not used to at all whatsoever and it was So beautiful. I was just in awe. So I ended up calling my mom and honestly I just lived out my cozy girl autumn dreams. I low-key felt like I was living in one of Emma Chamberlain's vlogs because I was just like spending time by myself doing my own thing and I couldn't believe this but that morning I vlogged so much in public I had no shame and it's weird because I didn't feel uncomfortable about it. There's something about being in a new city where you don't know anyone It's such a liberating feeling, knowing that you won't see any of these people after you stay, because you can be yourself. You can live your most authentic life. That's the beauty, I think, in starting over somewhere new. After I called my mom, I went and explored a little bit more. I stopped by Starbucks, grabbed a breakfast sandwich, did some work at Starbucks, and then I walked over to this bookstore that they had downtown. It was called The Lost City Books. So so cute. Definitely recommend you guys check it out. Um, It was like a three floor bookstore and they had a ton of kind of books that aren't as popular and as mainstream which I liked and the whole organization of the actual bookstore was so cute. Every time I go to a new city and I discover a new bookstore like this summer I went to Chicago and I went I found this really cute bookstore I always get so jealous because in Orange County where I live in my little town we only have a Barnes and Nobles and that's it so I always get jealous when people have like little local indie bookstores because they're just they bring me joy so I went around I kind of spent like a good I spent a good hour in that bookstore honestly just like browsing the shelves and obviously getting my content for TikTok and then I didn't end up buying a book I wanted to buy a book for the flight back because i pretty much finished november 9th on the way there but i ended up not buying a book because first of all the books were pretty expensive but i would have been willing to pay to buy a book if i actually found a book that i was genuinely super excited and wanted to immediately start reading in that moment but I didn't really find like I found a few books that I was like, oh, I'd be interested in reading this, but nothing that was like, I want to start this right now. And I have so many unread books, you know, back in my apartment at Santa Cruz and also so many unread books back at home in Orange County. So I ended up just buying a couple postcards um, for myself, for my sisters, um, for a friend back home. And then I went back to the hotel and it ended up working out because anyways on the flight back I ended up reading a different book that I had brought that I needed to read for my internship So when I got back to the hotel, I had some homework that I had to catch up on I also had to catch up on work for my internship because the grind never stops Um, Keep in mind this was a Monday So I was able to email all my professors pretty easily and let them know that I wouldn't be there for some of like the in-person stuff everything worked out well but i definitely still had work to do while i was in dc so i couldn't do too much exploring i also had two meetings that morning the first was with my school because they wanted me to do an instagram takeover um, which was very fun and exciting and then i also got this amazing opportunity to do an instagram takeover with better make room And Better Make Room is Mrs. Obama's campaign within the Reach Higher initiative that aims to make higher education more accessible. And so, of course, I wasn't going to say no, but the two Instagram takeovers was definitely the reason why I basically didn't vlog while I was on set on Tuesday. I wanted to focus on making sure I got the best content as possible for my school and for the Better Make Room initiative. And it ended up working out because then I was able to kind of also enjoy the moment a little bit. So that night I met the other students. The other students were such amazing people from different parts of the country. They each had an array of different majors, backstories, and dreams. And so it was so nice getting to know them all before the event because I felt like we became comfortable around one another. And... That was needed to feel comfortable for the actual event. Dinner was great. And after dinner, we all ended up walking to an insomnia cookies that they had like down the street from the hotel. We each got insomnia cookies. We walked back to the hotel, talked some more. And honestly, after that, I called my parents and I was trying to go to bed early because the next day, our mornings were going to start early. So Tuesday, November 8th was the actual day of the event, the day that I met Michelle Obama. I started off my day by getting breakfast from the cafe at the hotel downstairs. Honestly, the breakfast was pretty subpar. I would recommend if you're staying at the Lion Hotel to just walk and eat out because I think you'll get a a better variety if you go out and eat. Um, The coffee wasn't that great. The, the egg, breakfast breakfast sandwich wasn't that great and it's pretty like the food is definitely pretty expensive so i don't think that you're getting your worth of what you pay so i got changed and got ready for the event in under an hour started filming for my takeover and originally the the event was actually going to take place at howard university but it got moved to prince george community college in maryland because of the protests regarding unlivable housing conditions that the students are being subjected to basically the event was being recorded so that students could attend via a live stream link but also I found out when I got there that it was also being filmed for black entertainment television um, so essentially they're taking the 90-minute conversation and cutting it down to an hour-long special along with the individual interviews that they did with each of us afterwards. I'm personally really excited to see how this ends up turning out because I don't know, like I was there and I I experienced the conversation, but I wanna see what it was like from a viewer's perspective. So when we got to campus, we had to take a PCR COVID test, took an hour for the results to come through. And in the meantime, we just kind of all sat on the bus you know, talking about how nervous we were all were. But honestly, in the moment, like, I was not nervous. And I think it was because I felt comfortable around everyone else. And, you know, the vibes were good. Like, the night before when we had dinner, we had such great conversations. And I don't know, that was just reassuring at the end of the day. So I'm really glad that I was able to meet all of the students beforehand because I think that definitely helped make me feel lot more comfortable once the results came through we were all negative we walked into the studio and they shot some b-roll of us walking in and i swear they made us walk into that building at least 10 times just to get a good shot just producer things after that we went to the green room which was basically this dressing room so it had mirrors all all along the walls and bright lights and sinks if someone wanted to like get their hair done there was also a makeup artist for touch-ups which I wasn't going to get any touch-ups, but then towards the end, I was like, oh, why not? Like, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Why not get a a touch-up? And I think she just did a little bit of, like, contouring and bronzing because I, I cannot contour and bronze for my life. At one point, they brought us on set to basically do a seating chart, and the set was so beautiful. You guys can probably watch... I'll try and see if I can find a link to either the special or the live stream once it comes out. So check out the show notes, the podcast show notes, and I will have links to everything that I've mentioned so far so you guys can get like an actual visual of it. Um, because the set was so beautiful. It was icy blue and white to match the cover of Becoming. And on one side, there were two chairs, one for Yara Shahidi, which I don't think I mentioned, but Yara Shahidi was there and she was moderating and then Michelle Obama. So they were seated on one side. And then on the other side where we sat, we looked out to an empty audience. And I gotta say, that was another thing that I found helped. With the whole experience is that having an empty audience was truly helpful because it genuinely just felt like we were having a conversation that you would have over a dinner table so they placed us and they placed me in the middle row there were three rows so i was definitely happy to be put in the middle just because i wasn't like right up front but i also wasn't far in the back so i thought the spot that they placed me was honestly perfect Yara came out half an hour before the taping to meet us and hear where each of us was from. And honestly, that was really touching. I think as a celebrity, it's what you do when the cameras are off that speak to your character. Yara was genuinely interested in getting to know us and that showed. So we all went around introducing ourselves. We each said one thing we were grateful for, which everyone said like obviously being there in that moment. And then we all said one thing we were excited about and one thing that was bothering us. I think for the one thing that I was excited about, I said going home for Thanksgiving break and then and seeing my family. And then the one thing that was bothering me was, you know, the fact that I had to basically go to class when I got back the next day from this entire trip. But. Everyone was so grateful to be in that room and it reverberated through the room, that feeling of belonging, the feeling that our voices were genuinely wanted and being uplifted and that helped make the conversation genuine and comfortable. Everyone was so grateful to be in that room and it reverberated through the room, that feeling of belonging, the feeling that our voices were genuinely wanted and being uplifted. And that helped make the conversation genuine and comfortable. When Michelle finally came out on set, I was starstruck. She looked stunning. She was wearing this bright orange pantsuit and she was so tall. And that's the first thought that popped, up in, popped in my mind. I was like, wow, Michelle Obama is tall. And I actually can't believe I'm sitting here right now. The 90 minutes felt so surreal. The whole time I was in shock. That I was actually there and I was really taking in the whole experience which is why I didn't speak as much as I wanted to. I spoke once at the beginning and once towards the end but as a whole it was such a fruitful conversation that I think I took so much from like there's I can't even do it justice in this episode. Um, After this I want to like discuss some of the things that I learned from this entire trip as a whole but I'm only going to be able to give you guys a couple nuggets So I would recommend if you guys can watch the whole conversation to go watch it. After the 90 minutes were over, we kept on talking for like another 15 to 20 minutes. We would ask Michelle questions and she would continue to answer them. And she was overall so gracious and generous with her time. It felt like she wanted to be there as much as we wanted to be there. And I think the biggest shock of the whole entire experience was after we had taken the group picture, she asked us if she could give us each a hug. I was so shocked because beforehand, we were clearly briefed to not touch her, obviously because of COVID precautions, like not try and shake hands or anything like that. So the moment when she hugged me, I was on the brink of tears. I think I said something along the lines of like, thank you for everything you put out into the world. It inspires me and so many people every day. And she, she like looked me in the eye and responded, now it's your turn. I was speechless. On the bus ride home, we were silent for a while, like everyone was just taking in the whole experience. It it really did feel like a fever dream. I was also hella delirious because we didn't end up eating lunch, you know, before the whole taping like we planned, just because we didn't have time. And the whole thing kind of took up most of the day, so I think I was starving and I was tired. And I was also just in a state of shock. But they sent us home with signed and personalized copies of Becoming. And I, to this day, actually cannot believe that Michelle Obama wrote my name. Like, she wrote out Isata in a book. I just can't believe it. So that night we went to this taqueria for dinner and it was a pretty sad moment i think when everyone was leaving we definitely connected and like the people that were there were all such amazing people and i think i i genuinely think each and everyone that was there is gonna go out into the world and do such amazing things i'm not gonna be surprised if down the line i see them doing such such amazing things for the world and i think that was one of the things that also just made this such an amazing experience right So on Wednesday, I had an early morning flight. I woke up at 5 a.m., got picked up by the driver at 6, and I arrived in California at 11 a.m. So basically with flying back and the time change, I kind of gained more time this time around. And so by the time I got back to Santa Cruz, I still kind of had a day ahead of me, but I was so tired. I had had to kind of just push through because I had a COVID test scheduled that day. I also had class later that night and I definitely wanted to get back into the swing of things as soon as possible so I wouldn't get behind. If y'all go to a UC, you know how it is with the quarter system. You have 10 weeks and there's no room to get behind. So I kind of just pushed through and it was a blessing because yesterday thursday was veterans day so there was no class and then friday i didn't have class so i'm basically using this weekend to catch up um catch up with all the work that i missed and that's why i said at the beginning i feel like this week i am kind of just playing a game of catch up but it was all worth it i would do it a 100 times over because this was such an amazing experience So I want to talk about just a few of the things that I learned from the whole experience as a whole. Some of these things are from the actual conversation. Some of these things are just from the experience of traveling by myself for the first time because this was my first time flying by myself, my first time staying in a hotel by myself. So it was such an exciting, exciting experience. There are ways to make change outside of politics. This is something that we discussed in the conversation because Michelle Obama was a civil rights lawyer and she kind of moved out of being a lawyer when she realized that it wasn't for her and she discusses this in her memoir which if you haven't read please go out and read it you will learn a lot from her story but that was one of the things we talked about in the conversation one of the things being storytelling storytelling is so so powerful and i think that especially as a legal studies major and studying kind of how government is structured and seeing how you know congress is dealing with political gridlock the system is built in a way that change is slow and that change takes a lot of effort a lot of concerted effort and so there are ways to create change outside of politics um, ways that can be fueled by passion and so just know that you can make you can make a difference without being in government. Another thing that I learned was that the narratives that you tell yourself matter. This is something that I kind of already know, especially being Black and Muslim in America and seeing how the media portrays people that look like me, but also the narratives that you tell about yourself, right? Like Michelle said that whatever people say or think about you doesn't matter it's what you say and think about yourself that matters at the end of the day you have to believe in yourself because that is the only opinion that matters another thing that i just cannot hone in enough is that you don't have to go to an ivy league or even a top-ranked school to be successful right like so There were so many students. There were like, I want to say, like 14 of us at this event from different uh, schools from across the country, from varying levels of prestige. And we were all in the same room. We were all in the same position. And I think that, yes, it's great if you go to Harvard or NYU or Stanford, but at the end of the day, you It doesn't matter where you go as much as it matters what you do with the resources that you are given, what you you do with the hand that you're dealt. You can be more successful at a lower ranked school if you really maximize on the opportunities that are out there. You can do better in that position than someone who goes to Duke and literally just goes to class and does the bare minimum. Another thing that I realized is that there are ways to go out of state for college that won't break the bank. When I was a senior in high school, I essentially only applied to schools in California. I applied to one school in New York and I did get in. It was Fordham University, but it was super, super expensive. But my perspective and my point of view when I was trying to, when I was applying to colleges was that I could only apply and go in state. And I, as a first gen, also didn't, wasn't as informed and doing didn't do the research on that so do the research because there are opportunities to go out of state for college that won't break the bank you just have to be willing to look for them another thing that i learned kind of out of the conversation is that the people that you have at your kitchen table will change over the years and it's important to really curate your space so michelle uses used this metaphor of a kitchen table to describe the people that you have on your side, the people that you have in your corner and the people that you surround yourself with. We talked about this in last week's episode, having people in your corner that support you, that add value in your life is so, so important. I, having been someone who has moved over the years across state lines, to different counties, to different cities, I've experienced friends and people just in general in my life that have gone in and out and have left the kitchen table. And it's important to remember that the people that you have at your kitchen table, they have an important impact on your life. So first of all, it's important to really think about the people that you choose to surround yourself with and have in your life because they do have such an important impact on you as a person but also if people aren't being supportive in the way that you hope or need it's okay there are so many people in the world out there and there are so many people that you have you haven't even met that you don't know if they will be in your life down the line it's okay to be able to grow and have those people at your kitchen table not be there over time because you go through so many phases of your life and you change so much that sometimes people aren't going to grow with you or grow in the s- same direction as you. So it's normal. Another thing that I learned, um, I read this in the her memoir, but I forgot. It was something that I got reminded of was that Michelle Obama actually failed her bar exam. And she talks about this in her book and she also talked about it in the conversation. But Failure is a natural part of life. It's really what you do with failure. It's really how you handle failure that is going to matter. And that is going to help you grow. Even Michelle Obama failed. Even the most successful people in the world failed. But it's, it's how they responded to failure that got them where they are. Another thing that I learned is that you don't have to get a job that 100% relates to your college degree. A lot of the people that I met, like some of the other adults that I met, majored in something in college, ended up going in a different direction. Being someone like in college right now, in my second year, I cannot imagine majoring in something that you are not passionate about, that you don't love, and that you're not interested in. For those of you guys who are in high school, who are maybe applying to college, thinking about applying to college, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to major in something that you are interested in and that is going to bring you joy because it's not worth it. It's not worth taking all of these classes and paying all of this money to major in something that you're not actually interested in. Don't allow majors to kind of have a hold on you because you can go beyond your major and you can work or get a job in a field that is unrelated to your major. The last thing that I want to talk about that I learned from this whole experience is that traveling alone is an important experience that everyone should do at least once in their life and if possible when you're in your 20s like your early 20s or like after high school I think that it's important I think that you learn and grow a lot from it and I personally did a lot of learning and growing even though I was only there for like two, three days. It was such an amazing experience and being in a city by myself, not really knowing anyone and just having that whole, okay, I'm going to sink or I'm going to swim really did teach me something. I want to talk about really quickly some ways that you can take advantage of opportunities in college. First of all, check your emails. If you are not reading your emails that you get from your school, read them. Sign up for newsletters. I personally intern for a resource center on campus. One of my jobs in my internship is to actually make newsletters and so I spend time reading a lot of other newsletters from other resource centers and I'm also just signed up for some newsletters of different organizations on campus it keeps you informed so you know what's actually going on in your community but then you also learn about opportunities like this so sign up for newsletters and and actually read them check your email spend at least once a week where you go through your inbox and genuinely take the time especially when you go to a university there are so many opportunities out there and you just have to take advantage of them and when you see these opportunities actually apply to them apply for everything that you're even remotely interested in even when you think that you won't get it because you would be surprised you don't know what's going on in the heads of people who are looking at applications for certain things I thought there was no way that I would even have a chance at this opportunity I looked at the facts and I was like 17,000 undergraduate students But what is meant for you, no one can take away. You will only learn from the experience. Rejection at the end of the day is a part of life, right? You can't really experience the highs of life if you can't experience the lows. You can't experience success without experiencing failure. You just have to learn how to just keep it pushing. Another thing is actually join things, like join clubs, join organizations. And ask around of what people do, what people are involved in. And when you find things that seem interesting, join them. But another piece of advice that I personally have is only do things that you are actually passionate about. Going back to what I said about kind of your majors and college majors and stuff, don't spend time in extracurriculars that you don't care about or that you're doing as a resume builder because it will shine through in whatever you're applying for or whatever interviews you have in the future. It's also just not the college experience that I think that anyone wants. I think that college is a lot more meaningful when you're actually doing things that you care about and that you enjoy. At the end of the day, it will serve as a a lot more of a fruitful experience for you. And I think that when you love the work you do, it doesn't feel like work anymore. So that is everything to know about my trip to dc and my experience meeting michelle obama if you guys are still listening i just want to say thank you so much for listening and staying to the end i know this was definitely a longer episode than last week's at least but i would love to hear any feedback that you guys have so make sure to rate and review this podcast if you have the apple podcast apps you can do that Uh, make sure you're also following the podcast instagram i will be sharing kind reviews on the Podcast Instagram weekly, so you guys definitely don't want to miss out on that. Um, And make sure to answer the check in questions. How is your week, and what intention do you have for this upcoming week? I will have all of the links to everything that I mentioned in the show notes. So if you are looking for anything, definitely check that out. I have a vlog that I filmed for my weekend in DC. If you want a visual experience of this trip, if you are not already subscribed, please subscribe, join the community, and share this podcast. I look forward to chatting with you all next time, bye! My friend,